Just as we're sitting down this morning, I just we've been talking about the Holy Spirit a few weeks ago and, and how the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And I just want to ask Marilyn to come and share a word that God speaks to us in a, in a personal way sometimes and He gives us a word for, for another person sometimes. And I just want to let Marilyn share that word that God's put on her heart for someone this morning. Thank you, Jesus. What's... what's should be. Yep. Thank you, Lord. Okay. What's on my heart is um, I believe... There's someone, someone's, maybe all of us. Um, but we're wrestling with the unfaithfulness of someone else. We're wrestling with unfaithful behaviours, uh, unfaithful behaviours in friendship, unfaithful behaviours of heart. But someone has offended. So, and it's, it's been a, an unfaithfulness of, of your expectations of them. And, yeah. I, I saw, and God was showing me things that he's been showing me. Um, someone said to me recently, because I was praying, give me your mind, give me your heart. And this friend said, you've already got it. And I saw I'm double-minded. And I really did see that there's a double-mindedness. And I had to choose, choose. I do have the mind of Christ. And I can slip out of my mind, like taking off yesterday's pyjamas, and put on the mind of Christ. I can slip out of my way of behaving and just see, what would you do, God? And something this week happened with me and I was looking and going, God, what would you do? And I saw Jesus hanging on a cross, and it might have even been last week, but Jesus hanging on a cross looking down at these people that, that had been going, yay, you're wonderful, you're just great, you're just wonderful. And then the next week they were... Th- they were They were saying, crucify him, crucify him. What did he do? He hung on a cross. And he hung on that cross and he watched them. And he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. And I saw, this is what he was asking of me. This is what it is to have the mind of Christ. Now, for whoever, even if it's all of us, I don't know. But we're struggling with faithfulness and and there's an anger, there's an anger and there's an unforgiveness and you haven't worked through the emotions of it. And I just felt these words, choose you this day who you will serve. Choose you this day. If God be God, serve God. If Baal be God, serve Baal. If God be God, serve God. If anger and unforgiveness is God, serve that. But choose you this day because I give you blessing and I give you cursing. Choose life. Life and death are there. I lay before you. Choose life. And I just feel, you, know, you may be looking saying it's too hard. And you know it's not. It's just slip into the mind of Jesus and look at the world as he views the world and just say, that's what I'm going to do. Slip into the heart of Jesus. How did he behave? He hung there and hung there and hung there and endured the cross until he had accomplished what his father wanted him to do for us so that he could, after that, come and win us all to him so we could come home to him. So there's friendships we're blocking out and, and there's people that we're angry with. And I just believe God is saying, no, nah, come and slip into his mind and his heart and do that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Lord God, we just pray today that you would help us to, Lord, hear your voice, to listen to you, Lord God, and understand your, your will for us, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for this time we have together, Lord, and that, Lord, we would not go through the, the motions of coming to church and just singing some songs and sitting there for a bit, listening to this guy at the front. Uh, God, we just pray that you would help us to to be aware of your presence, God, to be aware of what you're speaking to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. I am going to grab a stool. Um, yeah, that would be great. Thanks, honey. Um, uh, God is good all the time, isn't he? And I can see about 400 people out there today because I'm seeing double a little bit. <laughs> so I'm going to sit down, not because I necessarily want to. I'm going to try and be good and stay on the chair. <laughs> but... Uh, Thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm just a little dizzy, for anyone who didn't understand that. Um, <laughs> but God is good, and He wants to speak to us moment by moment, and uh, I'm excited about what God wants to say to us today. Um, thank you, Lord. God is good. Some of you look at me like, is He going like, to fall off that chair now? It's like, <laughs> I'm not that bad. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Well, this morning, uh, actually, sorry, last week, um, it was Father's Day, and uh, I hope you had a great Father's Day, whatever you were doing, and uh, we had a, a good time, and my family offered to take me to the movies after church last Sunday. I'm going to take that in my pocket, or I'm going to snap my phone in half. Um, my, my family offered to take me to the movies last Sunday, and uh, I'm thinking, this sounds good, uh, an afternoon just sitting quietly and just being very still, and that's exactly what I needed. So I thought, let's go, and um, I didn't really know what the movie was. It was Christopher Robin, and I was sort of like, cool. Sounds good. And then I realised, oh, Christopher Robin, Winnie the Pooh, yeah. I go, do I really want to see that? I'm like, Anyway, um, we went and uh, it was great. It was really good. And uh, there was a few quotes I um, heard in the movie that I thought I'd just uh, read to you this morning. Uh, we are talking about the village still. It takes a village to make disciples. But the quote, this is Pooh speaking. He says, people say nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. <laughs> I thought... I like that. Like the Bible says, nothing is impossible. I think Pooh's a little confused and a little out of context, but he says, people say nothing is impossible, I do nothing every day. I thought that was, that was just classic. Uh, next one was, I always get to where I'm going by walking away from where I've been. I thought, maybe there's something prophetic in that for you today. To get to where you want to go, you need to walk away from something that you've always been doing. Um, I just really felt like God was illuminating some of these thoughts to me through the movie. And the next one, it says, Doing nothing, I hope you can read it okay, Doing nothing, nothing often leads to the very best something. Doing nothing often leads to the very best something. And as I heard that quote during the movie, I'm just thinking, wow, that, like, this is the logic of Winnie the Pooh, but... I think there's something in that that is so good for us to hear as people. And the movie itself, is, it, it's, it's all about the, the tension between work and, and family and, and the balance of life and things. And it's, it's, a, good, it's a good encouragement there in the movie. But I, I heard that quote and I thought, wow, it's only when we recognise that when we, we can do nothing in order to receive God's forgiveness that we find the very best thing, which is his forgiveness. It's when we realise we can do nothing that we find the very best thing, which is Christ, who's gave, given himself for us. 
doing nothing often leads to the very best something. As I was watching the movie, I'm thinking, yeah, what are we really living for? What, what are we striving for? Are we just thinking, doing that little bit more something, doing a little bit more something else that that's going to bring life or is our trust in Jesus Christ alone? Are we double-minded as Marilyn's just shared with us? What is our confidence in? What is our trust in? Is it in us doing something more, doing something, becoming a little bit better person? Or is our trust in saying, God, I recognize that I can do nothing, but it's through what you have done for me on the cross that I can have life and that you lead me into the fullness of life that you have for me. It's nothing that I can do that makes me acceptable to God. It's what Jesus has done for me and for you. Uh, Remind me of the verse in Psalm 46, verse 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. Uh, I've really enjoyed just being still this last week or so and just closing my eyes and being still. But in the chaos, in the busyness of your life, how do you go at being still and knowing that He is God and that we are not? We can't sort out every situation and problem, but He is God. He is able This morning as we talk about being the village that makes disciples, as we talk about what it means to be a disciple and how we can encourage new believers as they become disciples of Jesus Christ, this is what this series is all about, I want to talk about prayer this morning. And for some of you, you might feel like prayer is doing nothing. You might feel like, but how's that going to change the situation? I've got this and this and this and this and this and this to do, but I've got to do something. How can you tell me to stop and pray? That's like doing nothing. And I want to say to you this morning that maybe prayer and what you're calling is doing nothing is the very best something that you can do. Maybe you need to just be still and pray and let God be God. Um, I want to open, if you've got your Bibles there, I want to encourage you to open up to 1 Timothy chapter 2. And as we talk about prayer this morning, I pray that it would be an encouragement for you, but it would also be something that stirs you in prayer, that that encourages you, that as you meet with other people, that you will stir them and encourage them in prayer. That It wouldn't just be about, okay, we've got to do this, but you would just be, be stirred, you would be filled with joy about the idea that you can pray, that God hears your prayers. 1 Timothy chapter 2. And verse 1, it says this. Sorry, I can hear pages flicking still. I'll be, I'll be patient and kind. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. For your friends? Well, yeah, for, for just your friends? No, for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is, the good, this is good and pleases God our Saviour who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. For there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. There is no other way. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone, 
This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. And Paul goes on to say about how he's been appointed to proclaim this message. In verse 8, In every place of worship, I want men to pray with holy hands lifted up to God, free from anger and controversy. I just want to point out a few things that God desires. God is saying he, he desires to see that is that we would pray that we would pray for all people, that we would pray for our friend, that we'd pray for our neighbour, we'd pray for our, 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 our enemies, if you have any. I don't like the idea of having enemies, but pray for them if you do. He says, give thanks for them. Pray for them. Pray that God would help them intercede on their behalf. Pray for their situations and troubles. 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 Problems. Troubles. That's a new word. Uh, Pray for their situation. Intercede on their behalf. Ask that God would bless them. For all people everywhere. And then specifically it says for people in authority. Pray for these people that we would live in peace and it would, it, that it would be good. I'm jumping ahead. God desires that we would pray for all people everywhere. For people in authority, he says specifically. He says that we would come together free from division. That we would lift up hands in prayer, that we would lift up holy hands, that we would be free from anger and, and, and criticisms and judgments against one another, that we would be free from division and that we would lift up holy hands in prayer. And I, I, I see as we come together on a Sunday morning, as we worship God, that He desires that we aren't angry with each other, that we don't hold a grudge against each other, but we would come and simply acknowledge Him as our Lord and Saviour that we would simply say, God, we thank you for this life that you've given us and for your goodness. This is God's desire. He says that all would be saved. I believe that as we do this, as, as, as people see our love for one another, the world will know that we are his disciples. God desires that all people would know his saving grace, that they would know that he is their saviour and king, that everyone would be saved and that all would live in peace, that we, that we would live in peace, that we would, have, that we would live godly lives, it says in verse 2. He says, so that you would live quiet lives. And, and actually, I find it beautiful the way Paul says this. Like Paul does all these amazing things. He gets, goes on these journeys with God. He gets shipwrecked. He gets beaten, and all these terrible things happen. But he says, pray this way so that we might live quiet lives and godly lives and it's kind of just enjoy life with God and one another. He's like, don't aim for the troubles, don't aim for the trials, don't aim for doing great and amazing things. Aim that God would be glorified through you and that we would live quiet, God-honouring lives together. I think, wow, what a beautiful picture. I think, I wonder how much more we strive for different things than that sometimes. He says, so pray, pray. This is God's desire, so pray. Pray for everyone, pray for all things. But maybe you're, maybe you're a, a new Christian, maybe you don't even yet know for sure that Jesus is real. Maybe you're still in your journey and thinking, how do, I, how do I pray? Or maybe you've been a Christian for 20 years and you've never quite got this whole prayer thing. It's like, yeah, we come to church, we sing songs, we, we read the Bible, but... How am I meant to pray? Or maybe you're meeting with a new Christian and you're, you're trying to encourage them and disciple them. How do we teach them to pray? How do we go about it? I want to encourage you. 
get a copy of Firm in the Faith. Read through it together, and it will encourage you in how to pray. This week's, uh, I won't say lesson, I'll say study is on, is on prayer. How do we pray? And I, I really want to encourage you, if you haven't yet got a copy of Firm in the Faith and you're not reading through it, please get a copy. Read through it yourself, and then you'll be prepared and ready to read it with someone else and encourage them. But in, in the, the study on prayer this week, it looks at this verse in Luke chapter 11. And Jesus answers the disciples' question of how do we pray? And it says this in verse 1. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. There's other translations, there's other versions of this prayer in other books of the Bible, other Gospels, but Jesus says this is how you should pray. He says, Father... May your name be kept holy. And a few weeks ago, when Chris Davis came and shared, he, he talked about the Father's love for his children. That even when we steal the keys, and we, even when we do the wrong thing, he still loves us. He gives us grace we don't deserve. He gives us favor we don't deserve. And Jesus says when we pray, the first thing he says, he says, Father, may your name be kept holy. Father, he's acknowledging that God in heaven, the creator of all things, desires that we come to him and say, Father in heaven. We recognize the relationship we have with him through Jesus Christ, the privilege we can come to him and say, Father, there's a knowledge of one another. There's a knowledge that he is good and he is loving towards us. He is our Father in heaven. It says, may your name be kept holy, holy, or some translations say, hallowed be your name. And it's not a word we use very often, so I thought, I'm going to look up what the actual original word was, and it's, hey, 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 I was, was practising how to say that word, so it sounded like I knew what I was talking about, anyway. Hiazo, sorry. Hiazo is that original word for hallowed, or may your name be kept holy. Hiazo, make, it literally means make holy, set apart, to hallow. Not to say hello. Hello. I think the only time we hear the word hallowed these days is like you, people talk about the hallowed turf of the MCG. That's about the only time we, we hear the word hallowed. And I think that probably says something about our culture. Hiazo, make holy, set apart, hallow, sanctify. May your name be glorified and set apart. May your name be honoured. May your name be hallowed, that it would be the respected, revered name of the Creator God. Father, may your name be hallowed, may it be kept holy, may it be set apart, may it not be a word that just gets used as a, as a, a swear word. May your name be glorified, may we understand who you are. And even as I begin to pray that, as I pray, sometimes I pray through the Lord's Prayer and just and follow the, the prayer of Jesus here to inspire my prayer. And it just begins to make me praise God for who He is. Hallowed be your name, God. 
You have saved my life. Hallowed be your name. May your kingdom come soon. And as I pray that prayer, I think, where does the kingdom of God need to start most for me? It's in my life. I think, God, may your kingdom come in my life. May I be more loving like you, God. May I understand your grace more. May I be more compassionate like you, God. Lord, as I go about my day today, as I go and meet with that person, as I do that thing, Lord, help me be led by your Holy Spirit today, God. Let your kingdom come in me. And as I pray that, then I begin to pray for my family. I say, thank you, Lord, for Rochelle and for the kids and for, Lord, let your kingdom come in their lives. Let them know that you are with them, that you are for them, not against them. Let them be aware of your Holy Spirit speaking to them today as they go about school and do the things they're doing. Lord, let your kingdom come in their life. And I, th- I think, God, thank you for our church. Thank you, Lord, for those ones that are going through these things at the moment. Lord, may your kingdom come in that situation. May your kingdom come in this city, Lord. May your kingdom come and change this earth. Let us understand who you are, God. Let, it, let your kingdom come in, 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 in this world. And for, uh, we're encouraged to pray for our leaders. And I think, Lord, let your kingdom come in their lives. Let them understand who you are, that they would stand for righteous and justice and mercy and grace and for what is true. May your kingdom come on this earth. Other translations and different parts of the Gospels talk about your will be done. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let us have a heavenly mindset, Lord. Let us be be the new creations that you've made us to be. Let us not let that old man, that old sinful person that's dead and buried try and rise his head up again in me. May your kingdom come. Give us each day the food we need. Some translations say, give us today the daily, our daily bread. So if you're a celiac, don't worry, you can pray this translation. Um, It's not specifically bread. Give us today the things that we need. Give us today, Lord, the food we need. Thank you, Lord, that you give us every breath that we breathe. Thank you, Lord, for your provision that you keep our heart beating, that you hold all creation together. Give us today the food we need, the things we need. And this is where I begin to just say to God, Lord, you know these situations that are happening right now, and God, we, we, I feel we need this, God. <laughs> and this is time to say, God, this is my desire. This is what's stirring within me. This is what's happening for me. God, I, I give you this request. And God desires that we bring those things before Him, that we come to Him with our desires, that we we don't fake it before God. I I love the Psalms purely for the honesty and the the outcrying of the the psalmist's hearts of David's and those that say, God, what's the deal? Like, God, I need you to come into this situation. And God desires that we come to Him and, and pray for those things that we need. If there's things in your heart that you just totally desire, bring it to God. And say, God, if this, is, if this is right, if this is good, let it come. And God, if it's not, let that desire take it away. That's the prayer I've prayed for the last uh, 20 years. Wow. But God, when I had feelings for a shell, I'm saying, Lord, if this is your desire, let it grow and let it come to pass. But if it's not, take it away. I want to be an Olympic gold medalist on a, as a cyclist. And I say, God, if this is your will, let it come to pass. If it's not, take that desire away. And I hung up the bike for about three years and didn't even ride my bike. I, I, he took away the desire. God can lead us in all things. Lord, give us today the things that we need. 
Come to him. Give your requests, your desires to him. And then he says, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Hopefully we're not saying, oh, wow, God, I'm asking for that again. Please forgive me. <laughs> Maybe our requests, we get a feeling of, I can't think of the word. Anyway, <laughs> Lord, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. God, thank you for your forgiveness. God, help us to forgive as you have forgiven us. Lord Jesus, those people that have hurt me this week, those people that have done those things that insulted me, that deliberately went against me, God, help me forgive them just as you have forgiven me. I know I didn't deserve it, God, but help me to forgive those people as you have forgiven me. Help me to offer the grace that you have offered me, Lord Jesus. Change my heart, Lord. Let me offer your love to those people in Jesus' name. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And finally, don't let us yield to temptation. Deliver us from evil. We're going to spend a whole week on that one in coming weeks, so I'm not going to dwell on that one right now. But this is how Jesus taught us to pray. And some people have made summaries in different ways of how to, how to pray this prayer. I think this is a good one. Pray, praise God. Re repent, ask and yield. Praise God, thank Him for who He is. Recognize who he is. Let his name be lifted up and honored in your prayer. Recognize what he's doing, what he has done. Repent. Thank God for his, his forgiveness. Ask God to forgive you for the things that you've done in, in, in your week. He, he already has. He, he loves you. But we need to, to come before him with a humble heart and say, God, I'm sorry for, for, for my sinfulness, for going after sinful things. And then we bring our requests before him and then we yield and say, God, but your will be done. I think even Jesus, as he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane before his crucifixion, said, Lord, if there be any other way, let it come to pass. Take this cup of suffering from me. He asked that God would, would spare him from going through what he had to go through. But then he says, Lord, let your will be done, not my will be done. And as we ask, we need to say, God, we don't instruct God. We don't give God wise counsel. We need to bring our requests before God and then say, God, please, I'm giving you these requests, but Lord, help me to trust you no matter what. No matter what. God, help us to pray, to praise, repent, ask, and to yield. Then Jesus goes on and, and uh, talks about the, the man who goes knocking on his neighbor's door for bread in the middle of the night. And we talked about this passage a few weeks ago and how, how God is not like that reluctant neighbor, that he, he desires to give us good things. And he, he, he will give the Holy Spirit to anyone who asks, it says. And uh, Luke 18 talks also about the persistent widow who, who goes to the judge and he's an unjust judge, but finally he gives justice in the end because she keeps asking for so long. And it says, God is not like that. He desires to give you good things. He says, pray, ask, and know that he is not reluctant. He is not, he is not, he's not an unjust judge. He's not like that. He desires to bring good things. We can trust him. We can yield and say, God, but your will be done. And to trust him and know that he's going to outwork the best things in our lives. The next part of Luke, Luke 18, talking about the um, 
persistent widow and the judge, it goes on to talk about the Pharisee who comes and prays in the temple. And the Pharisee comes in and he, and he prays, God, thank you that I am so righteous and holy and that I'm not like those people over there. And he's, he's so confident in his prayer and, and, and almost boastful in his prayer. And then the tax collector comes in who's not worthy, who, who doesn't feel worthy to even raise his head towards heaven in prayer. He, he just crouches in the corner almost, you get the picture, and he, he prays, God, I'm, I'm sorry for the things I've done. Lord, I'm not worthy to be called your child, but please, God, help me in this situation. And Jesus said, who do you think the Father's going to listen to? We need to come with a, a humble heart. And maybe today you feel like, how can I come to God in prayer? If you knew the things I'd done, Andrew, how could I possibly come to God in prayer? And God would say to you today, I long for you just to come to me in prayer. And if you recognize your sinfulness, that you're, in, you're, you're doing well. If you recognize that you are not worthy, but he, he, understand He makes you worthy and you, He desires that you do come. And He will listen to your prayer, even as He listened to that tax collector. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 1 says, My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favour with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't just keep trying to do and do and do. Stop doing do some nothing. Start praying and ask God to do something in your life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will. Seek His will. What does that mean? Pray. Say, God, help me to understand this. Open the Bible and read and say, God, show me what you want to show me. Teach me your ways, Lord God. Seek His will. Pray about everything and He will show you which way to go. He will show you the path to take. Trust Him. Matthew 6, 33 talks about seek first the kingdom of God and He will give you all the other things you need. Trust Him. Seek Him. Pray. Honour Him. Lift up His name. Thank Him. Worship Him. Commit your requests to God, but then know that He is good and that He will provide all the things you need. Sometimes in this life we look at people and say, God, why didn't you do that certain thing for that person? Why didn't you answer that prayer the way we thought you would have answered that prayer, God? But we need to understand that God knows so much more than we do. God knows how He's going to use every situation and circumstance and all things for the glory of God. God knows how He's going to use that situation to bring others to know Him. And we simply need to say, God, I trust you. Help me to understand Help me to know the path you want me to take. I think prayer is not something that we just need to do. It's a way of life. I want to encourage you today that I, I don't want you to just go away from this place and feel like I need to add prayer to my life. 
I need to just do a bit of, I, I need to have 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes of prayer each day. I, I don't believe that's the way God taught us to pray. Jesus teaches us to pray. I, I don't think it's about having a, a time slot to say, okay, I'm going to do my prayer and then life will be better. It's not like a magic, spend five minutes praying and, and you'll be more blessed than you were otherwise. God desires that we do life in relationship with Him. He, could, he desires that we, moment by moment, step by step, decision by decision, hour by hour, that we be in relationship and communication with Him. That prayer is not just something we do, that we say a heap of things that we want and then walk away. Oops. Oh, I didn't do that. <laughs> I think of my relationship with Rochelle and, and we've, we've known each other for a number of years now and, and, and we, we know each other and we don't have conversation just because we should now. It's not like we, 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 we don't have a decision that we should have 10 minutes a day where we have a conversation and then we, okay, we've done our duty and move on. I, I love talking to my wife. I love it when I get a text in the middle of the day just saying, oh, what are you doing, honey? We're just going to the gym, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, thanks, honey. Love you. It's just nice to be in conversation with those you love. And God is our saviour. He's our father in heaven. He desires that we be in communication with him. I think of two people in their courting days. This isn't specifically about me, but it could be. You're on the phone to your boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, fiancé, whoever it might be, and, or maybe the, your, your husband or your wife is away or the person you love, or your, your, your mum or your dad, and you're talking on your phone and, and you're talking and you're talking and you say, okay, I should go now. It's like, okay, good night. And you stop for a moment. It's like, are you still there? It's like, yep. <laughs> and you keep talking for another half an hour. It's like, God doesn't want us to hang up the phone. And I think sometimes we pray and we say amen and we think, oh, there we go, the phone's hung up, we can go now. Amen does not mean you've hung up the phone. Amen is like saying, yes, I agree, let it be done, God. It's, it's, and when we say amen, when we're by ourselves, I, I agree with my prayer. That's, anyway, but saying amen when you pray is not hanging up the phone and saying, okay, see you later, God. We, we, we want to be in continual prayer. Actually, I just want to read, I'm getting ahead of myself. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 6 to 7 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Wow, that's a big statement. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18 says, Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. I think those two things are so interconnected. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. If we are always praying, if we are always aware and thankful in all situations for what God has done through Jesus Christ, we will have joy. Despite whatever circumstances happen, we will have joy. We may not feel happy about a situation, but we can have joy in Christ through all things. As we continue in prayer, as we continue in conversation with God, 
talking with him throughout the day, listening to him throughout the day. You know, we have special times of prayer here, here at CFC. We have 24 hours of prayer times every couple of months where we come together and we put aside time to say, we just want to spend time with you, God, and, and, and just spend time listening to you and talking to you. And we have life groups that pray together. We have uh, the prayer chain that you can ask people to pray. It's a way you can get people praying quickly for something that's going on in your life that you just want prayer for. And I just want to, just a side note, please, if you're asking for prayer for those things, please get people's permission to, to do that. But I encourage you to, to ask people to pray through that prayer chain. We have Monday morning, uh, Monday lunchtime-ish, one o'clock, <laughs> that you can come in for prayer. And we have... Sunday mornings, prayer meetings before the, church, before the service. We, we, we praise God in prayer as we sing. We have special times of prayer, but don't let those be the only times that we pray. You have a, a quiet time in the morning maybe or in the night where you pray, but let it just be a time that inspires you to pray throughout the day and throughout your week. Through prayer, we grow in intimacy with God and find life. I believe God wants us to come to Him with humility and surrender our life and say, God, lead me in this life. And God, with joy. I think of the prodigal son and the father running to his son. He, he, he runs to us. He embraces us and says, yes, I want to do life with you. Thank you for letting me into your life. As we pray, as we come to him, we, we get to know what the Father's heart is like. We understand who he is and his ways for us, and we find true life through relationship with him. And I'll ask you this morning, how is your prayer life going right now? How is your prayer life going right now? I want to encourage you to, to, to set aside those times to pray. And I wonder, even how can you build into your life patterns of prayer? How can you build into your life patterns of prayer? At times when you pray, that, that encourage you to pray. I was made aware of it a couple of weeks ago when on the way, way to school, that we're driving along down the road. Actually, we were driving down Cats Road on the way to drop off the kids at school. And I started to pray. And as I'm just starting to pray out loud in the car... Joseph goes, I knew you were about to say that. I'm like, hey, I'm praying here, mate. <laughs> and I'm just like, how, how, how did you? I didn't say that. I said, how did you know I was going to say that? He's like, you always pray as we're driving past, just past this house. You start praying. I'm like, oh, really? There you go. You noticed. Because <laughs> as we go to school in the morning, I want the kids to be thinking, God, have your way in me today. Help me to be aware of your love for me today. God, use me in, in this school today. And I pray that that's something that they do for the rest of their life. It builds a pattern of prayer into their lives and my life. That God, I commit this day to you. As, as, as we eat, I thank God that our, our kids have this pattern of prayer built into their life. That we stop and we pray, we give thanks to God for the food we're about to eat. It's, it's building in a pattern of prayer. It's, it's inspiring us to come back to prayer, to acknowledge God's presence and His goodness and what He's done. I've told you before that when I get in the shower in the morning, I, I just love to be in a praying tongues. And it's a pattern of prayer I've, I've tried to build into my life. 
Uh, I thank God for prayer meetings on a Sunday morning before church that it helps us to stop and pray and say, God, we've prepared, we've done these things, we, but God, we give you this day. I wonder how can you build in a pattern of prayer in your life? Maybe it is joining a life group that helps you to stop through the week and say, God, lead me, help me to live for you. I wonder how can you build a, a pattern of prayer in your life? We want to be the village that makes disciples, but first of all, we want to be the disciples that God's called us to be. We want to live the life God's called us to live, and He's called us to be a people of prayer. He's called us to be people that do life in relationship to Him. What a privilege, what an honour. Words cannot describe how, how blessed we are that we can live life in relationship with God. And we have the privilege of teaching others that they also can come boldly before the throne of grace, before God himself, and pray. God, help us to be people who, who follow Jesus, who do pray, but also encourage others in prayer, that when they have situations happening, that we say, hey, you know what, I'm praying for you. Maybe they don't especially ask for it, but we can say, hey, I'm praying for you. Thank you, Lord. Ask the band to come, and I just want to pray right now. Thank you, Jesus. My prayer this morning is that you don't feel condemned if you have not been praying, but you would just feel so stirred and encouraged that you can pray. You know, we, there's one prayer that we often pray that we don't have to pray, and it's that, Lord, be with that person. God is with you. God is with you and he longs to hear you pray. Lord Jesus, we come to you right now and God, we want to we hallow your name. God, we desire that your name would be honoured, that you would be lifted up. Lord, that through our lives that you would be glorified. God, we pray your kingdom come. Your kingdom come in us. Let us be so aware of your Holy Spirit in us and leading us. Lord, we pray your kingdom come on this earth. Lord, we pray your kingdom come. Lord, let we pray that you would speak, that you would move in the, the lives of the leaders of this nation and this world. God, we pray for those in authority, in authority as you've commanded us to pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for providing everything we need. God, we bring our requests, our desires before you today, the challenges, the struggles. God, we ask you to forgive us for our wrong attitudes. And God, we ask that you help us to forgive those who have hurt us. And Lord Jesus, we ask that you would deliver us from temptation, Lord God, that you would help us to walk this life for your glory, God. Lord, we hand over our requests. We hand over all things and we say, Lord, have your way in us. Lord, we want to do this life in relationship with you. We thank you for all you've done through the cross that we can have relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus. Well, God, I just pray for anyone here today that maybe they've never prayed before 
But God, that even this morning that we can come to you, that we can ask for your forgiveness and that we become born again, that we are accepted, that we are become a part of your church, your body here on earth through faith in Jesus Christ. And Lord God, I just pray that you would encourage those ones this morning in Jesus' name. Lord, help us to be the village that you desire. For your glory we pray. Amen. Let's stand this morning and let's give God some praise. Let's thank Him for who He is because He is worthy. Amen? Amen. Who am I? Never throw aside your prayer. He will never just think, oh, that's so and so. I'm not listening to Him. God loves you and He loves to hear your voice. He loves to talk with you. And this morning, just if you feel like you've just had a blockage in prayer, that you just don't know how to pray, you don't know how to come to God and pray to, to believe He hears from you, I, I would love to pray for you this morning. If you just feel like you just want to break through into prayer, I would love to pray with you this morning. If there's no one, that's fine. But if that's you, please, let's pray together this morning. Have a great week. God is with you. He always will be. He's promised to never leave you or forsake you. Have a great week. Go and bless someone. Go and pray for someone. And uh, have a great week. Enjoying God. Hope to see some of you tonight. If you can come along, it's going to be a great time, I'm sure. We're going to have some time of worship and just a short time of worshiping together and then hearing from Peter Sparrow. God bless you. Have a great week. God loves you. And so do I.